I just want to preach the word um, exactly how God gave it to me. And uh, I did, uh, I literally, the Lord, I studied on this for about six hours yesterday uh, and then woke up early this morning and studied on it because um, I just couldn't get my mind right because when you preach messages along these lines, you can, uh, and I knew God was doing something, okay? I knew God was doing something. And I said, Lord, well, I don't have no clue who's going to be there, Lord. I don't have no clue. But if it had been just me here, I'd have preached it because it's that strong of a burden on my heart right now. And I just want to present it to you and uh, preach it to you. Um, I'm not just going to present a thought, but I, I need you to hear it this morning, okay? Everybody all right this morning? Amen. I need you to hear it this morning and um, apply it to your life. And uh, so if you've got your Bibles, turn with me. We're going to go to three different places right here at the beginning. They're very close to one another. Um, but turn with me firstly to the book of Philemon. The book of Philemon. And uh, could I get a little more on the monitors, please? Uh, the book of Philemon in chapter... Philemon is directly after... Um, the book of Titus, and um, it's just a one-chapter book, and uh, I really, I really have a burden this morning, um, and I just want to bring it to your heart, okay? And uh, is everybody all right? Amen. Bible says in the book of Philemon, chapter number one. After this, we'll go to Colossians, chapter number four. And after that, we'll go to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. He uh, Philemon chapter number, well, only chapter that there is. Verse 24, everybody there say amen. amen. Philemon 24, verse 24. The Bible says, Marcus, and Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborer. That's all it says. That's all it says. Is Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. The book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. We know Paul wrote the book of Philemon. The book of Colossians. Paul also wrote this book. The book of Colossians will be um, directly after... The book, you got Galatians, Ephesians, and um, Philippians, Colossians. So, so I will find this. And Colossians chapter number 4 and verse number 14, the Bible says, everybody there, say amen. Amen. I'll wait just a second then. That's okay. Colossians chapter number 4, verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas... Greet you. Second, Second Timothy, a few pages over to your right. Second Timothy, chapter number four. Verse number six, the Bible says in Second Timothy four, verse six, the Bible says, "For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight." I finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, 
not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come to me, come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved the present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, Lord, we need your help tonight, this morning, Lord. Lord, I ask you, God, to Lord, just help me to bring this across, Lord, just as a, you've given it to me. And, Lord, I pray, God, you'd help the understanding years. And, Lord, that in all things you might have the preeminence and glory in this place, Lord, this morning. We'll thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In our text here this morning, we see a few names mentioned in each verse. Um, and also one man writing each verse. We understand that to be Paul. Paul did write the book of Philemon. He wrote the book of Colossians. He wrote the book of 2 Timothy. And um, then there's Lucas in chapter number, or verse 24 of the book of Philemon. There's Lucas and there's Demas. And over there in the book of um, Colossians chapter number 4, verse 14, the Bible says our, our beloved physician Lucas, Luke, he says Luke, and Demas greet you. And we find here that only Luke is with him. For Demas hath forsaken him. And uh, I believe we're very clear. Paul in, at, is at the end of his life. And he seems to be content. And he seems to be satisfied with his statements. He ministered hard. And he ministered long years for the Lord. Here he is at the end of his at the end of time, at the end of his life, and he has faithfully served God in full. Paul did not waver on telling the truth of Jesus Christ. He just told it. He said, I have fought a good fight. And that, that implies he fought for the Lord. Blood, hard blood, sweat, and tears, he fought for the Lord. Friend, can I tell you something this morning? This, this fighting for the Lord is not a playground. It's not something that you need to be playing on this morning. I fought a good fight. Paul goes on to say, I have finished my course. Paul's telling us very clearly there what he was supposed to do was done. The race that was set out before him was done at this point of time. And he said, I have finished my course. It was his course. It wasn't anybody else's course. It was his course. And you all in here have a course that you need to run right. You have a course for your life. And God has it. I'm telling you, he's, he did it. He did it. He run it. He said, I finished my course. He then says, I have kept the faith. I've kept the faith. He stayed true to Christ. He didn't waver. He stayed what the Lord saved him to be. That was a disciple of him. Don't you think he had opportunities or chances in his life to give it up or quit? I guarantee he did. There was often times, what about when he got bitten by the snake or stone? What about those moments? This thing's just consistently going up, guys. I'm just letting you know that. The devil's going to battle every second this morning. What if, what if that's what it was? 
What, what about when, the, when, when he got bit by the snake? Do you think that he had a chance that he could have just quit there? What about when he was shipwrecked? Do you think he had a chance that he could have quit there? This life for Jesus is just too hard. About when he was stoned. What is it about when he was beaten with stripes? 39 stripes saved, I mean, uh, 40 stripes saved one. Five times beat, was I beaten with, with 39, 40 stripes saved one. Don't you think he had a time to give up? A chance to quit? He had free will. He could have done it. Sure, but for over 30 years, he stayed true to God. He said, I have fought, kept the faith. I've not changed. And Paul speaks at the end of 2 Timothy chapter number 4 about many friends that were profitable to him. He goes and he says, only Luke is with me. Take Mark, bring him with me, for he's profitable for me for the ministry. Um, to Titus, uh, have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I left at Troas. Uh, let's not read that one. And then he goes on and he says, Alexander Coppersmith did much harm to me. Um, and, um, and then he goes on and he, and he tells us about a few others there at the end uh, where he says, Salute Priscilla and Aquila. So that's Priscilla and Aquila in the household of It's not Onesimus, but I have a whole hard time saying that. Omniforus, uh, Erastus abode at Corinth, but Troismus. Have I left at millennium sick? Um, do thy diligence to come before winter. He, um, you, 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 Bullus, uh, greeteth thee, and Pudens, and Linus, and Claudia. So all of them were profitable to Paul when it comes to the ministry. They were profitable to Paul when it comes to the ministry. However, in the midst of all of those, he speaks of one that was the total opposite. He speaks of one that stands out more than all of the rest of them, and that is Demas. Scholars say that this man traveled with Paul for over ten years, through thick and thin, in good times and in bad times. This man was there by Paul's side. He had been a good soldier of the cross. He was a good preacher of the gospel. He was a missionary. And at one point he had even gone to prison with Paul. And no doubt he had many experiences that he could share. Great stories of faith. Times of peril. Times of blessing. Times of excitement. Times of sorrow. God had been good to Demas. And maybe if he were to walk into this church or any church around the pastor would probably ask him to present his work. Demas was a good man. Demas followed around Paul. I believe Demas was a saved man. Some imply that he wasn't, but I don't know where they get that from. The Bible does not tell us, but all I know is he traveled around with Paul for quite some time. But this man is mentioned in three different places in the Bible, in which we've read this morning. Two different places other than 2 Timothy. And if I were to outline this... In a whole, I would say that in Philemon chapter 1, verse 24, we find there where the Bible says that Demas is his fellow servant. I believe that we find in that chapter, in that book of the Bible, that Demas was a maximum Christian. He was at his max. He was a fellow servant of the best Christian that's ever been. Right? Demas was a good, a maximum Christian. 
the book of Philemon and the book of Colossians was written around the same time. Possibly Philemon was written before Colossians. And in the book of Colossians in chapter 4, it says that Demas greets you. I believe Demas was possibly at a minimal Christian at that point in time. But then we see in chapter two, um, chapter four of the book of Second Timothy, where Paul says, "Demas has forsaken me, having loved the present world. Demas is now missing Christian." Within the last verse, the alert words the Bible has to say about Demas is, "He has forsaken me." Demas didn't move on; he quit. Holy Spirit didn't lead him to another church. He quit. I want to consider this thought this morning. Are you forsaken like Demas or faithful like Paul? Notice a few things I see about Demas in this verse. One verse. I don't listen. Listen to me. I, I say this with a with a with a compassionate spirit. You're either all in or you're all out. I don't care what excuse we have. I'm not talking about missing church. You can miss church by being at church. Somebody with me right there? You can miss church by being at church. Just an appearance doesn't matter. It does matter. We want you here. Amen. But just an appearance don't matter. You can miss church at church. Why do we come to the house of God? To worship the Lord. If we're not doing that, we've missed church. Amen. Demas is a maximum Christian. He's a fellow laborer of Paul. He's a minimum Christian. But here at the end of Paul's life, Paul can only say, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved the present world. Notice a few things I see about Demas in this verse, in this chapter. Chapter 4 of the book of 2 Timothy is the only place we're going to go. But I want you to notice number 1 this evening and this morning. I want you to notice the report of Demas. Where the Bible says, For Demas hath forsaken me. All the other workers apparently had good reason for leaving Paul. There was other workers that left Paul. And Paul never said that about them. Apparently, they had good reason to leave Paul. Paul didn't speak negatively concerning them, but Demas was different because Demas forsook him. Let's consider what what was that he he really forsook. I think the first thing we can see, he had forsaken his companion. Everybody with me this morning? I know it's different, man, but I'm heartbroken this morning. He had forsaken his companion. Demas forsook a a, a fellow saint. Have you ever noticed how those who do this will avoid the saints whenever that they can? They don't want to go to church and they don't want to fellowship with anyone who is right with God. They can't stand to be reminded of their spiritual condition, so they would much rather be around those who are walking away from the Lord. 
That's why a lot of folk fall out of church. They're for sake of the assembling because they don't want the conviction. Some folks try to hide their condition by making an appearance in church on Sunday mornings. and But they're the last ones to arrive and the first ones to leave when the preacher says amen. Is that true this morning, church? Amen. I'm not. Y'all know my heart. I'm compassionate as I can possibly be. I'm not mean-spirited. But they're the last ones to arrive and the first ones to leave. Why, why, do, why do those who, who backslide act like that? Well, they don't want to be reminded of their disloyalty to Christ. They're, you're not disloyal to this pastor. That don't matter. Any of these church members, it don't matter. It does matter because it says assembling yourselves together. But, but what about your disloyalty to Christ? One sad fact about this is that Demas left Paul when Paul was at the end of his ministry. And Paul had finished his course. And just a little bit longer and Demas would have made, he would have finished. Think about that. Just a little bit longer, longer and, and, and Demas would have finished with Paul. Can you imagine the heartbreak that Paul and Luke felt as they were sitting in the Rome prison cell? Imagine the heartbreak. He'd forsaken his companion. You know, there's people who's left here before, and there's people who friends who have left me. It's because we stood on the word of God. They've left. They were friends. They've left. He had forsaken his companion. I think, secondly, he had, he had forsaken his commission. Now, practically, he quit his job. Very important job. It was a great work to be done. Paul was spreading the gospel of the entire Roman Empire, right? I mean, a ministry that, that, that big requires help. It does. It needs a lot of hands. A lot of hands make, make light work, right? Initially, Demas was part of that team. We see Lucas. And we see Demas. And we see Mark. We see the fellow servants in Philemon. But Demas left the team. I'm just trying to give you my heart this morning. God was doing a great work with Paul's team, but now Demas would no longer be a part of it. He had an opportunity to be involved in a great ministry, to be used of God and to do great things, but he's missed out on a blessing. Demas left. Folks, I tell you something. Did you you know that God wants to do big things with his church? God wants to do big things at Mountain Valley. Get, uh, Get involved with it. Be a part of what's happening. Some folks are not involved in what is happening in our church right now and they can give you some kind of excuse, I'm sure. But I'm telling you, others don't want to be a part because they're upset about something or maybe things aren't going the way they should or they're their way. And often these things are so small and so insignificant when we come together and consume them. And it's a lot of pride is all it is. 
that's the time when this ministry needs you. It's time when this commission needs to be heard of you. And friends, pray more. Love the brethren more. Encourage the saints more. Provoke them to love and good works more. But don't forsake the commission when you are needed. He had forsaken his companion's commission. He had forsaken his calling. Now he walked out on God's will for his life. Did you know you can do that? He walked out for God's will for his life. Maybe he thought it was too difficult. Maybe his calling looked too big and thought he had, uh, and it grew bigger than he initially thought it, that it would. He could, he could no longer see how he could possibly finish the work. Maybe he thought it was, uh, it was too lonely in the work of the Lord. Maybe he missed his family. Maybe he missed his friends. Uh, and I understand all that. Maybe he, 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 um, he, he, he was homesick. Maybe he, he simply got tired. We don't really know what happened to Demas. Uh, but whatever it was, was, uh, that, had, that, that might had given him Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost uh, uh, reports his time and for all of eternity it said Demas hath forsaken me Not Demas had taken a rest. Not Demas had taken a sick leave. Not Demas had taken a honeymoon uh, with he and his wife. Uh, Not Demas had been called by God to another ministry. Or Demas had retired for health reasons. uh, But no, no, no. Demas uh, hath forsaken me. He forsaken me. You're understanding that this morning, right? His actions will be forever recorded in the pages of God's dear book uh, by Demas hath forsaken me. And I'm telling you, what will your report be when you get there? Demas forsook the will of God for his life. And could God say the same about you? I love that you're in church this morning. Everybody in here. The back, everybody in the back, everything. I love it. You can be in church without being in church. Report of Demas. Secondly, I want you to notice the reason for Demas. The Bible says that Demas hath forsaken me, having loved the present world. Demas was living for today. He wanted his cake right now. He was not heavenly minded, he was carnal minded. He was concerned with earthly things rather than eternal things. He loved the present world, the Bible says. Is that not what it says in verse 11? The Bible says, in verse 10, having loved this present world, he was living for today. He was living for himself, he was living for the world. I know this is hard preaching this morning, but I. I I've prayed and prayed and prayed and asked the Lord to to give it the best way I could. How many of us are living for the world today? How many in this congregation are trying to fit the mold in this present world? How many times have I heard somebody come up to me and say, say, Come on, preacher, where does the Bible say blah, blah, blah is wrong? How many times I've heard that I can't tell you how many. Listen to me, people. I'm telling you, you better check your motives of things. 
telling you folks, are you trying to fit into the present world? I mean, you know, know, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Is that what it says? I mean, if you are this kind of Christian that you're supposed to be, uh, um, the world is not going to be like you. The Bible says, yea, and all that will live godly shall suffer persecution. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Our problem is that we want to be popular. We don't want to be persecuted. We want to be popular. We want everybody to think highly of us. I mean, of course we do. That's all natural, right? Who wants to be hated? Who wants to be ignored? But, but there comes a point when the cost of popularity gets too high. And some of us will sacrifice our spirituality on the offer of convenience. Stop trying to be liked by everybody. What did Jesus say? Jesus says, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hated you. Remember that world, the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know, him, know not him that sent me. Luke 21 says, Jesus said, Ye will be hated by all men for my name's sake. <laughs> Who are we trying to please? Our boss? Are we trying to please him? Are we trying to please? Who are we trying to please? Demas loved this present world. What exactly does that mean, though? 1 John chapter number 2. I'll read a few verses for you. 1 John chapter number 2. The Bible says in verse number 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. So, Demas loved this present world. You got the lust of the flesh is of the world, right? That's what the Bible just told us. Lust of the flesh. These things that appeal to your flesh. That music that makes you tap your feet when you're drawing into worship. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about church music, amen. I'm talking about bad music. I'm talking about that music to other people that the world likes to listen to. The music that they're playing at the tubing places right now, right? Everybody with me? That music. That's the music I'm talking about here this morning. Those fashions that are designed to draw attention to your sexuality and not to your spirituality. That's the lust of the flesh. Now, with me. Amen. That, that carefree feeling, that, 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 uh, that certain recreational look, the, the, all, all those things that you want to do. That's the lust of the flesh. The, what they've been doing at the parks around our area, that's the lust of the flesh when all of the drag queens have been coming in. Lord, if I'd known about it, we'd have been there. We're working on something, by the way. We're working on something, and Lord willing, Brother Philip, hoping to try to rent them all out. 
for the rest of the month, and there's only one weekend, but rent it all, rent all of them out. Get some churches involved, and the next year we'll know in June to just rent every single one of them out. I'm telling you something, friend. Lust of the flesh is something serious. Then there's the lust of the eyes. Delight in the senses of the world. What caused the downfall of Eve in Eden? She saw the fruit. That's what the Bible says. What caused the downfall of Lot? He saw the plains of Sodom. That's what the Bible says. Just what caused the fall of Samson? He saw a woman. What caused it? What caused it? David is a great example of how the lust of the eyes work too. 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse 2 And it came to pass in the eventide that David arose from his bed and walked upon the roof of his king's house and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. This woman was Bathsheba, another man's wife. And was off limits to David. But David succumbed to the lust of his eyes and fell into the pride of life. And there he went. And years later, after failing miserably and paying a great price for his sin, David said, I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Psalms 101. I hate the work of them that turn aside, he said. He said, it shall not cleave to me. He said, I'm not, I will not set any wicked thing before my eyes. I plead with you this morning, don't set any wicked thing before your eyes. Don't, don't do it, the lust of the eyes. And I'm telling you something, if only David would have thought that way that night as he stood on the rooftop, if only David had turned away, but the lust of the eyes led to the next downward step, and David fell, and in doing so, his life is forever blemished by this singular horrible sin. Here he is, and he loses a baby, and he loses Absalom, and he does all of those things because of one wayward sin, one sin. Don't, don't you know that your eyes are never satisfied? You'll always want more. It's a slippery slope is all that it is. I don't care if it's money or what it is. But it's a slippery slope. And there's the pride of life. Consider these thoughts on pride. Romans 12, 3, the Bible says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more than highly than he ought to think. To think soberly according to God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Galatians 6.3 For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. What exactly was it about this present world that Damas loved so much that he forsook Saul? What was it about the present world? Suppose we could hear the last discussion between Demas and Paul. Suppose, just think about it. What, what, what if we could eat? What, was it the lust of the flesh? Was it the lust of Paul? I'm really tired of this prison food. I, I, Paul, I'm really tired of this prison bed. It's too hard. I, and I mean, my body is a temple. And I need to be taking better care of it, don't I, Paul? Life was so much better down in Thessalonica. Scholars say that that's probably where Demas came from. 
And uh, if that's true, then it means that Demas just wanted to go home. Paul, I'm lonely. Paul, I need a wife. I no much no 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 more uh, no more chance of finding one here in the prison cell. I'm leaving. And there were a lot of pretty girls back home in Thessalonica. Paul, I want to hear good music again. Your hymn singing is okay, but I need a variety, you know. Everybody with me? Talking about was it the lust of the flesh that made him leave? He said he hadn't loved the present world. Maybe Demas was attracted, was distracted by the lust of the eye. Maybe he could see out of his prison cell and um, he could see the windows at all the nice things that the neighbors around it owned. Look at that nice car. Paul, if we were in my present situation, I could have a car like that. Now understand, I didn't even have cars, I understand that. But I need to get out of here and get myself into some better conditions, Paul. Uh, um, these walls are too hard and too thick. Uh, oh, wow, what a nice house that is. Uh, I bet that they have, uh, um, uh, uh, I bet they have everything there. Uh, um, boy, it sure would be nice to be able to sit back and do nothing. Uh, no responsibilities, no problems, no stress. What's their last conversation? Maybe Demas was distracted by the pride of life. Paul, I got a letter from my family today. And they said that I'm embarrassing them and I need to get up, give up and come home. Dad said, if you don't give up this crazy religion, you're no longer my son. Paul, I, I love my family. I must go home. Paul, my old friends don't care if I live or if I die. I'm branded. I'm a social outcast. They just call me a biblicist. They just call me a Bible thumper. I'm tired of not fitting in. I want to be accepted. I want to be somebody important. Paul, I'm tired of being a convict. I do not want to do this. I can't make any money. People don't respect me. There's no future for advancement. I am going home. I need to go home and get a good job and just work that job. What if that job works on this day and this day? That's okay. I'm not worried about that. I just need to, I, I want to fit in. Paul, look at my clothes. These are all worn out, Paul. They're old-fashioned. They're dirty. People laugh at me. I, I'm getting out of here, Paul. I need to be more stylish. Can you hear me? Can you hear Paul pleading? With Demas, Demas don't do it. Demas don't do it. You have to deny Christ to get out of this place. Demas don't do it. Demas don't do it. Think of all that Christ has done to save you. Uh, Demas don't do it. Uh, Demas don't do it. Shouldn't we live for Him? Demas don't do it. 
demons, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Uh, and get your priorities right, demons. Uh, demons don't get too, too distracted. Uh, uh, demons don't let that kid distract you. Uh, demons don't let that kid get in your way from going. Uh, uh, demons don't let that job uh, get in the way. Uh, fight the good fight. Finish the course. Uh, uh, keep the face. Uh, don't let uh, this force of today uh, come in and get in your mold uh, and get in your face. Be not conformed to the world. Uh, and Demas put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, make no provision for the flesh. Uh, uh, but Demas made his choice uh, and the Bible records it and said, Demas hath forsaken me having loved the present world. <sighs> he We see, we see very clearly that there is a report of Demas and the reason of Demas leaving. And thirdly, I want you to know the result of Demas in verse 10. The Bible says, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Demas went back to Thessalonica. He went home. He went where he was comfortable. He went back to his old ways. Everybody with me? Went back to his old ways, you know. Have you ever noticed how backsliders often think that life was better when they were serving sin? Oh, what a lie of the devil. I'm burdened this morning, church. How could bondage to sin be better than freedom in Christ? You tell me that. What, what more was Paul left without help? I mean, that's why Paul said, Do thy diligence to come unto me shortly. You know what he said in verse 9? Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Demas had left him when he needed help. Now, the ministry is short handed, right? Why? Why? It's not because there's a lack of people, it's just a lack of willing vessels. There's a lack of willing people. You notice in churches today, including this church and any other church that I know of, what happens is you'll have plenty of people, but only a few will show up. If we had everybody that comes here and comes there, here this morning, we'd have over 30 people. What happens is only one comes here and a few come here and a few come here and they never get here at the same time. Church can never be in unity that way, church. Just telling you. Be careful. This church does not have a lack of hands. This church has a lack of willing hands. That's the truth. Or this church has a lack of hands because they're busy elsewhere. You with me, right? I just want to be clear. I want to be very, very circumspect with you this morning, okay? I want to be very clear. That boy back there and my other boy at the house makes no excuse to not listen to the preaching. No excuse. There's no excuse to not grow. 
Listen, I deal with it, okay? Understand me. It's from a first-hand view. I'm telling you something. There's no excuse for being distracted in the house of God. Now, hear me. Understand we do have distractions. We don't need no commentary either. But we do have distractions. And the fact is, is that how can we grow when those distractions are going to be there? That's the question. We just simply do it. If you want to learn with distractions in front of you, you can learn with distractions in front of you. But if you don't want to, you'll never learn. And the result of Demas is that he wanted to go back home and be comfortable at home because there's better things there. Result of Demas. And lastly, bring to your attention the remedy of Demas. First John again, chapter number two, verse seventeen. The world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Don't fall in love with the world. It's a command. That means we have control over whether we obey it or not. Is that not what it said? I mean, it made it pretty clear about that. Made it pretty clear. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God. Means you have a choice not to do it. Stay away. What? what? <laughs> How do you keep from falling in love with the world? Stay away from it. He said, well, preacher, i got to be in it. No, no, yeah, you do have to be in it. But you don't have to be of it. I'm telling you, so it, it works with people and it works with everything else too. Uh, that's why that's why so many things happen in this day and this hour. Uh, um, they, 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 we know that there's too much danger out there. How can I? Let's let's just turn. We can see in Second Corinthians chapter six or First Corinthians chapter six, I believe it is, uh, where it compares all these things and how can this be with an infidel and this and Christ and Belial and so on and so the, the unequal yoke of life. There's danger in it. I promise you'll fall back into it before they'll fall into. Stay close to the Lord. If you wanna, if you wanna avoid that, how many times you open your Bible this week? How many times you open your Bible this week, other than Wednesday night? How many times you open your Bible? Is it important to you? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Stay close to the Lord. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Stay close to the God of Heaven, not just in prayer, but in the Bible reading that we do. You'll never learn too much of the Bible. Amen, friend. Get closer to Him. Love God. Uh, He'll reward your labors. Demas could have ended his life as a faithful servant if he'd have waited a short period of time. But instead, he ended as a forsaken servant. 
There's a decree in the first part of this verse. It says, I decree thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and authority. All longsuffering and doctrine. That's our duties. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. We see the death. Those that are deaf to the truth will never apply it to their lives in a thousand years. Listen, I can bring you to the water all day long, but until you want to drink yourself, I'll never be able to make you. They had new desires after that. It implies that these people at one point did know the truth. <coughs> after their own lust shall it heap to themselves. Teachers have an engineers. They wanted it. They desired. They have different desires. For I am now ready to be offered up. Time of my departure is at hand. We see the departure. I fought a good fight. I finished my faith. Of course, I've kept the faith. There's the devotion. And there is the deserter. I'm telling you something this morning. You need to get closer to Jesus. I don't care. Listen, your faithfulness doesn't. Your your faithfulness to God in your mouth does not show that in your works. One is lying. I'm not just talking about everybody in here. I'm talking about me personally. I know I could be more faithful to God. I know I could be more faithful to God. But I'm talking about every individual in this building this morning. Needs to think about it. Because Demas loved Paul. He loved God. But he loved the world a whole lot more. This man had preached about Christ. He had preached, he had shared the gospel of Jesus Christ to many men and women, I'm sure. But when it came to the decision he had to make, he chose the world because he loved that more. If you were given a decision here this morning, which one would you choose? Which one would you choose? Demas could have been remembered as a faithful servant. But now he remembered as one who forsook. How will you be remembered? How will you be remembered? When you stand one day, how will you be remembered? When you die from this earth, will you be remembered as a half in, half out? Or man, that person served God until their dying breaths. Lord, help us this morning. Will you be a forsake? Will you will you forsake like Demas? Will you be faithful like Paul? Please stand to your feet this morning. I want, um, I want somebody to come play, please. And if you, you just obey the Lord too. But listen, I want you to hear me this morning. Demas forsook Paul. 
I haven't experienced it like other preachers have, but I feel like some people have forsaken me. Over the, over the years, there's been people who have loved me, loved them, and all of a sudden they just go, that's fine, that's how it happens. It's not fine, I'm not okay with it. But, but then there's those who used to be all in that ain't all in anymore. Lord, help us. Lord, help us this morning uh, to be looked on as news. And I want you to apply that to your heart this morning. With all of my heart this morning, I tell you, I did say it's all, I had a burden. I had to get it off me. That church door's right there. And if I had to do with some people, that thing would be closed already. could be any time. I 
thank God for the people who have been faithful and faithful and faithful and given and done. And I know I could do more. I know I could do more to evangelize this area and I could do more to tell and do and I could do more. And it don't matter. Don't look at it and say, well, there's some that's never been. You'd be right about that. But you know, the fact is, that does not matter at all to you, it doesn't. It does not matter one bit to anybody in this building besides me. Because I'm going to stand in front of God one day for it. But nobody else in this building doesn't matter to you. It should matter on a friend's sense, absolutely. A burden some sense. Hey, I, I really would love if you'd come with me. It shouldn't matter that way. But it should never stop you from doing anything for God. Just because somebody else is not doing something for God doesn't mean you can't do something for God. And my thoughts are, I, listen, I had to learn this, okay? I had to learn this. I had to learn not to pay attention to those who aren't here, but pay attention to the ones that are here. God said, feed the flock. That's it. So I preach my heart to you guys this morning. Your ears that got to hear the message this morning. Straight from God in heaven. Not just because I preached it. I promise you it comes straight from God. And I want you to take that message this morning. And please apply it in every area of your life. I don't care if you're here every service. Please apply it to everywhere in your life. Because Demas loved the present world more than he loved God. Dear God in heaven, we love you. Lord, we thank you for being so faithful to us, Lord. God, we ask you to help us, Lord, this morning. God, to take these words, Lord. Help us not to go in a downward spiral, Lord, because Paul said, Lord, in, in, in your word, God, he said, for I've preached to others that I myself could be a castaway. Lord, help me, God, to apply it to my life. Oh, God, help us. Lord, help us to be like Paul and not like Demas. Lord, help us to be like you, most of all. God, help us not to follow the devices of the flesh, Lord, for the pride of life and the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. Lord, help us not to fall in those vices. Lord, help us to, God, take away all the excuses that we've ever had on why we can't do something for you, Lord. Help us, God. Dear God, we need you this morning. Lord, help us every, use, use every single, every single ability that we have to get the gospel out to this community and this world. Lord, help us not to be slackers. Help us not to be sluggers. Lord, but help us to be servants for you. We love you, God. With each person as they leave here this morning. God, remind them each, Lord, that tonight at 6 o'clock we do have service again. Lord, and help us, God, to not love the house, the convenience, Lord work 
on whatever it may be, God. Help us, Lord, not to love that more than we love you. Help us to be faithful to you. We love you so much. Thank you for the Spirit of God this morning. We must not take it for granted in any way, shape, or form. God, you've been good to us. In Jesus' name.